Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. Visit them on their social media pages for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the show, Dave Temerantz. From the band Candle in the Dark. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. Good. Good to see you. I've never had the pleasure of meeting you. I know. You seem to be the only one working when I went to Axelrad to pick up my shirts. Oh, you were there? Yeah. So you so didn't you... know because you were working. Yeah, okay. All I right. saw you that in makes... the office. Everybody else was around picking their nose. <laughs> yeah, so you uh, you know my boss, Dave Maloney. He could yeah. kind of set this up for us. Uh so shout out Dave. He said, um, yeah. he said you actually reached out to him and said, Hey, I need to get a hold of Popco. And I'm like, wow, that's uh an honor for me to be oh, sought out. And absolutely. I was following you back in the day on the radio, you know. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah and it's it's funny because I mean, I don't know how long you've had this band, and we'll get into that, but I mm-hmm. mean, I never came across your music when I had a radio show. Um, so we'll get into all that. But yeah. uh Dave is also representing uh Clyde Rosencrantz studio. Oh, uh, you know what? That's audio. funny. Yeah, see that? Yeah, I get paid for this. Yeah. Yeah, he'll give you he'll give you his shekels. Yeah, that's what he does. Well, he I, he's my mentor. Clyde's a great guy. He uh, yeah. He's beyond his years. I thought he was older than me cuz he just kind of that's the the uh, aura he kind of uh, portrays, I guess you could say. Yeah. He's a hipster. Yeah, but he has this like just like calmness and maturity about him. Well, um yeah, he's analog. Yeah. Yeah, he's not digital. He's analog. Yeah, yeah. so it just I always thought he was older and wiser than me. We found yeah. out that he is not older, just wiser. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. But uh, Candle in the Dark, I mean, uh, you got some shows coming up, and that's why we're here kind of to talk to t- today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got shows at Montage uh, on September 22nd. Uh, when this airs, it'll be this Friday. Um with the 979X Locals Only Live, which um, is a for a great cause, and we'll get into that. And then uh, September 23rd, the following day at the River Street Jazz Cafe. So, Dave, tell me a little bit about um, Candle in the Dark, because again, like I said, I, I'm unfortunately not familiar, uh, and I wasn't until Dave sent me uh, your name, and I looked you up, and I was um, pleasantly surprised. And maybe surprise isn't the right word, but I, I listened to the music, and I was like. I dig this. This is cool. Let's 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 talk to Dave. So, tell me about Candle in the Dark. Candle in the well, Dark. 
Yeah, I'm I'm an 80s kid, right? So it's a blend of everything. I mean, obviously, growing up in the 80s, 90s, you had a blend of music. There's rock music, metal music. Um, My daughter, who is now 22 years old, came to me when she was around 16. And she's like, Dad, I got some songs I want to do. So uh, me, just like you, was pleasantly surprised, right? Okay. So I'm like reading these lyrics and I'm like, all right, well, she's expressing herself. She, I'm like, you don't play an instrument. So, so she, how, she, how, she wrote them? Yeah. So she wrote, oh, cool. well, she wrote a bunch of lyrics. Cool. Got it. And um, there were a couple songs that she had just sung the melody line. And I just come up underneath her with a rhythm. And I'm like, this is pretty good. So I took it to my buddy, John, who is the guitar player in uh, Candle in the Dark with us. You know, um, we've been playing together since high school, like a little after high school, we've been, forever. And I'm like, you know, he had a studio before I did. So we just went down there, put the songs together, recorded, I think, three or four tracks. Two of them she sings on, two of them I sang on. And uh, we did release them. So there's... Um, my own enemy breath and trepidation so trepidation is the one that she sang on that we released so they're up on spotify itunes all that stuff um just we had them they were on the back burner so this is probably i don't know i i I can't do math but let's just say five six years ago we already had these songs and um probably you know covid Right before COVID, I'm like building my studio at the house and I just got engulfed in it. And I'm like, I'm going to release these. So we re-recorded them and put them up. And uh, I just kept going. I kept writing music. Me and my daughter wrote lyrics together. Uh, and that's what you heard most likely the EP. Yep. So the majority of the lyrics she writes uh, or we work on them together and um and that's where it came from it was just um we were just doing a studio thing i had no intention on doing a live band um our bass player played um in a jam band old cabbage he plays with jamie anzalone he plays with uh 40 pound head so like everybody's in working bands but me because i like to just sit home in the studio you know i'm a studio guy yeah and uh just one day, I guess what it was, was we were like, okay, we have nine songs. What are we going to do with them? Everybody's like, don't you have a band? Don't you have a band? And I had said, you know, a drummer that we played with back in the nineties, I'm like, I'm only doing a live thing if he's interested. And he just so happens to play in like five working bands currently. I think. Um, Is it AJ jump? (laughs) Oh no, because then I would have said 20 working bands. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. uh, So yeah, I did uh, Kevin Conway. He plays with um, Old Friends Reunion, Mason Dixon, a bunch of... So I think uh, he probably plays in like three or four Grateful Dead tribute things, you know? Right. And um, I know him as a metal drummer from back in in the 90s. And uh, it was just kind of like, he was like, hey, this is something different. It's not covers. It's not... This is more rock. Yeah. And uh, get him back to, let's say, his roots. And... Uh, it, we 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 all hit it off, which was great, you know. So um, I'd say that we've been, you know, we've only been probably doing this six months as a live band. Oh, really? Yeah, which is uh, awesome. I mean, because it was just me 
John on guitar and Gary on bass. So that's that's all it was. And we just all we really needed was a drummer. So we ended up picking him up. And now now it's you know, we're already in we're in the writing phase. I'm actually ready to record uh, another album, but with Kevin playing drums on it. Got it. Yeah, yeah I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. When uh, you know Dave passed you along to me, and I kind of was digging around, and I'm like, this might be uh, something I'm not interested in. You know, guy mm-hmm. shaved head, tattoos. I'm expecting metal, like like screaming, like old school, like metal that I'm just not interested in. Yeah. But uh, like I said, and I guess that's why I said pleasantly surprised, just because I was like, it wasn't what I was expecting. Oh, yeah, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been a metal guy my whole life. This, I feel like I'm playing Lawrence Welk now. You know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is the Barry Manilow phase for me. You know, it, it's uh, it's I have people saying it's metal right now or it's hard. I mean, to me, it's 90s rock. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I it's this is definitely a side that I've never been involved in at all, especially singing. Like, so, you know, it's always been metal. I mean, I have I have stuff out there right now that I have thrash metal out there. I have, like, progressive metal out there. And um, I'm actually enjoying this the most. It's great stuff. So, the, I mean, tell the people um, kind of what uh, Candle in the Dark uh, plays as far as, uh, you know, music goes. Like, what can they expect? Uh, well, I mean, you expect a little bit of everything. Um Vocally, I mean, we, you know, I, I always try, no matter, no matter how hard the music gets, I always try to have harmonies in there. Like, it's just to me, you know, I mean, I love black metal, you know, I, I love that, but, you know, that's not what I do, you know? So I was trying to blend a little bit of, um, I don't know, it's our influences. I mean, we're listening to everything from, you know, Megadeth, Anthrax, Alice in Chains, Stain, like all of that stuff. I would say those influencers are definitely in there, but you're going to get a little bit more of uh, John Mayer and Lane Staley do a Bon Jovi cover. <laughs> That's <laughs> you interesting. Know? You know what I mean? So it's gonna it's gonna have that 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 '90s harmonization, but like a hair metal kind of melody is what I'm saying. You know, so it's yeah. a little, it it really is to me. I, I, you know, it's hard for me to describe my own music, you mm-hmm. know, in that respect. Well, for me, I was like, you know, I, I like um, music that has melody and, and just like very melodic and things like yeah. that. So I think that's what immediately, you know, to my ear was like, okay, this is something I can listen to. And this is something I would enjoy. Yeah. So. Oddly enough, uh, the, you know, when you have a Spotify artist account, it tells you your demographic, you know, like your age groups and everything. And it's crazy. It's like the the 35 to 50 crowd is like, that's 80% of what listens to us, you know? So it's kind of interesting. Well, that, that, that makes sense. That up. Yeah. That Which makes I mean, sense. Yeah. If, you're, if you're saying that kind of that's a 90s rock vibe and yeah. we're getting that's older, that, I don't know I'm, how old you are now. I'm, I'm 50. I'll be 51 uh, in October. You look fucking great for 50. Oh, you know what? You need to clean your camera. I'm not even saying that to be. I'm not even saying to be nice because you're in front of me. I'm like that. Okay, I was. I was thinking, uh, you know, early to mid forties. Yeah, I well, yeah, that's what I was. It's yeah. All my white hair is shaved. (laughs) If you check out my Instagram or anything from the the Frankenstrat Studio, one you'll see stuff back in the winter when I let it grow in. I mean, it's 
it's a big white beard. <laughs> I'll check that out. Yeah. Every now and then I consider shaving my head again. I used to shave it back in like 2019 was the last time I did it. And then when the pandemic hit, I just let it grow. Yeah. And then we were supposed to go to Vegas uh, for work with Dave Maloney and the boys. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm 40 years old. Like what's the end? Well, I'm almost 40. Not yet. Um, what's the end game here? What I can't be a 40 year old with long hair. Like this is, this is stupid. Right. So then I cut it off and I, I, I regret it now. Oh yeah. I, I regret it. If, believe me. If there was that pill, I'd be taking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hair is overrated. I, I agree. This, I, you know, seriously though, I, you know, grew up, I mean, 12 years old, my hair was already over my shoulder. So, you know, I've had that my whole life and it just kind of went away. <laughs> I had a great uh, Halloween costume last year when my hair was long. I, I I didn't shower for four days, and I went as a an inmate. And my son, who's at the time was three, almost four, he was a police officer. So, oh, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. But uh, yeah. So you have this '90s rock kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been playing live as a live band for the past like six months. Have you yeah. played a show live yet? I mean, nope. That our debut, will believe it or not, will be montage. So your debut, like, so let's talk about that. All right, we have uh, the ninety-seven nine X locals only live. Yep. Um, how do I say this without being an asshole? Um, little, uh, little, little envious of the fact that their show is still uh, going. I'm happy <laughs> it's going. I'm happy uh, because it's important that there are stations out there, especially. You know, um, a station like 979X, who is owned by Cumulus, who's a, you know, has stations all over the country, um, to for them to dedicate an hour of their, their airtime for local music um, yeah. is a great thing. I will never. Someone's uh, got to do it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm jealous because, uh, as you know, you, you yeah. mentioned before, I used to have a radio show as well, mm-hmm. where I used to feature an hour's worth of music on, uh, it was 92.1. Um, they flipped the, the channel, canceled the show, the rest is history. So I forced my way back into the scene by doing this and having a yeah. podcast and saying, fuck you. I'm still, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Right. But, um, so yeah, so I'm happy that nice seven nine X is still doing it. They, they actually, they kind of, uh, had that show years and years ago before mm-hmm. they brought it back. But uh, so they're doing this thing at Montage uh, on September 22nd, uh, Locals Only Live, featuring five bands. And I, I can't remember the five off the top of my head. It's Candle in the Dark. Holtzman Stay- Effect. Okay, go ahead. It's Holtzman Effect, Candle in the Dark, Stay Loud, Traverse the Abyss, and Murder Witch. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Stay Loud, excellent band. Holtzman yeah. Effect, excellent band. I'm not familiar with Murder Witch. It's kind of a, it's like a doom metal thing. Okay. Yeah, Butch right. Frable. Oh, Butch! Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. See, he puts together something. He retires. He <laughs> retires every month and puts something new together every other month. You know, okay. I've been, he's been. Yeah, well, I've known him since I'm a kid. It's it's, it's amazing. He, I can't believe how many bands he's been in. Yeah, Butch. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, but uh, I mean that event, <clears throat> and I want you to talk a little bit about that because it's not only is it a showcase of great local musicians and bands, uh, but it's for a good cause. I think 979X uh, Duffy is part of the paint. Pittston Pink, yep. um, raising money for you know cancer awareness and things yeah. like that. Um, so he has, he has to do a fifty yard dash in women's heels. Yeah, he'll be perfect. Like, don't let him fool you. Well, no, but he, he, yeah, I mean, they're you know they're his heels. 
Oh, of course, he's he's <laughs> he has him on right now at home. Don't <laughs> let him fool you. And he's running the stairs. Don't let him fool you. He's he's right now. It's it's was it nine oh. nine twenty on a Wednesday night. He's got them on right now. Don't let him yeah. fool you. He's good at it. Well, yeah, well, he's also he's a competitive guy. He wants to absolutely make sure he's got a good time and not fall on his ass. Yeah, right. Uh, so, congrats to Duffy for, for uh, being part of that. You know, yeah, raising awesome. money for a great yeah. cause. Uh, I used to work for, with Duffy. Um, he used to be at. Uh, when it was fuzz. Oh yeah. So I had the pleasure of uh, working with him. He was just an Axel rad the other day. He's, he's going to be on a future episode of this. So I'm looking forward to that, but oh, uh, great. yeah, great guy. So they're, uh, you know, they're putting the show on the, the money at the door. I think it's a, like what, a five or $10 donation Ten bucks. Yep. because it goes right to the, absolutely. The cause. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, talk about this. This is like your first show ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, first show ever, or just as this band? Oh, for this band, yeah. Okay, you believe I've, I've been doing this almost forty years. You're a pro, right? Okay. <laughs> you're a pro. But um, so I mean, talk about like, I mean, it's not like you're playing a corner bar that uh, you know five people might show up to. I mean, it's well, it's a well promoted event. It's at a great yep. venue. Talk about that. Well, you know, the the joke here was it was probably within the first week when we came in the studio. Uh, I had just built this place and I built a right, right now we're in the recording room and uh, adjacent to it is uh, the live room. And we were standing in there and I said, OK, here's the plan. We're going to play the jazz club. We're going to play montage and then we're going to play the arena. That That's how I said we're going to do three shows. That was a joke. Right. And then um, what was funny, though, was, OK, obviously the jazz show came first. We had that booked for months now. And um, Duffy called me and wanted to know, he's like, hey, are you at the studio? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I want to come down and see it. So that was awesome. He got to come down, check the place out. And he's like, okay, the real reason I'm here is I, what are you doing the night before your debut show? <laughs> and I'm like, nothing. And he's like, how would you like to play this? I'm trying to put something together right now. And uh, I believe he had already reached out to Holtzman. They said, yeah. And obviously we said, yeah. And um, so we're doing a different order. It's not quite the montage I was talking about. I was talking, you know. No one needs to know. I know, right? All I you know. do is <laughs> we, we play on the montage mountain. Like it's, that's all I'm going to say, right? Ski lodge. Don't just leave that part out. Leave that hey, part out. It's still a huge venue, right? You know, it's it's you know, it's one of those things like you, you know, you tell your girlfriend or your wife if they you know don't ask, don't tell. Like yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You know, so just, yeah, it's, it's montage. That's it. It's montage. <laughs> and uh, what's, what's funny is like, so, you know, me and John, we haven't, I don't think that we, my daughter's 16th birthday, we played a sweet 16 party four songs that she wrote back then. Um, that was a lot. That was probably the first time me and John were on stage together since 2000. So we had a big a hiatus between me and him. He's been in working bands. I stopped. You know, and um, it's just, you know, I mean, there was only 150 people there. We knew them all, obviously. It was her birthday party. And uh, it felt super natural, like I haven't stopped. And that's how I'm kind of thinking about this. You know, you're. it's funny. It, we got all this press. We got all, you know, call it pressure is going to be up there or whatever. And I just feel like I just, I can't wait to do it. You know, I'm excited for it, happy about it, not nervous. Um, I'm hoping I get up there and I just totally make a fool of myself, you know? No, <laughs> you're a pro. 
that's what they say. I don't know. Yeah. You know, they, they keep calling. They keep telling me uh, I'm going to do great. Duffy, I don't know how he did it. I don't know why he did it, but it was amazing. Uh, he put me right in the middle of all the big guys. You know, I, I ended up, I heard Alice in Chains play. I heard something else play. I can't remember what. And then and then we played right on regular airtime. was kind of an awesome experience in the middle of the day. I saw that on Facebook, yeah. That was that was pretty cool, you know. I mean, you know, we've been on the radio before, but remember back in the day, it was it was all college radio, right? We were on Wilkes. We were on right. Wilkes every week. Yep. So you know, it, that was amazing back then when you were young, right? And then then you got used to it, and then now it's like, oh, I put my stuff. I got a verified Spotify account. I'm a Spotify artist. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's exciting still. I mean, I still feel literally like I did my teams you know, which is, is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, obviously radio, I, you know, it's obviously it's still a powerful medium, right? Yeah. But um, it's obviously taken its hits, you know, because of things like Spotify and yeah. Sirius yeah. and, you know, you name it, it's out there. Right. Right. But like, you know, people always ask me like, you know, do bands find value in being on the radio? And I, I said, absolutely. I mean, when I had the radio show, people would go out to their cars and like, like like video the, the 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 station like the you know yep. the the dial or whatever and yeah and um you know, it was just really cool because it's like any any idiot can have you know their music on Spotify it's not hard right. I, I mean yeah. I have I'm an idiot and I have a podcast like everyone <laughs> like everyone really hey, I follow it I follow it thank you I appreciate it you're uh, you're one of my five listeners thank you. No, but like, I mean, it's so easy to get up there and like, there's no vetting. Right. But like with, yeah. with radio and being featured on it, like at least one person has to listen to it. Oh yeah. And, you know, at least appreciate the, you know, production and then say, okay, this, this is good enough for me to not only air on, uh, you know, they do their shows on Sunday at seven, yeah. but also like throw in the mix, you know, with Alice and Chains, at, you know, around that was, drive time that, or whatever it might be. Yeah. That was that's, awesome that's cool. for me. So, I mean, you know, good for, you know, that station doing that. Um, I mean, I I wrote, recorded, and mixed that entire album in my house. That's awesome. Right? So that was a really good feeling, you know? But I mean, I, and then like you had said, so the 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 life I live was what they played on the, like the, the regular airtime. And uh, what was interesting about it is, you know, I probably listened to that song 500 times, you know, between mixing it recording it all of that maybe more than 500 times and then when clyde sent it back to me mastered i probably listened to it another 100 times and it was like the first time i ever heard it when it was on that radio in my truck yeah you know so it's still a great feeling it really you know it's, it's awesome there's definitely some uh, yeah yeah it's i mean every kid wants to be you know on the radio right yeah right that's what you were searching for yeah. So and Duffy, I mean, if you're looking the lazy E, if you're looking for a partner in crime, I'm not busy. I'll come out of retirement. Let's let's do a show together. I think you should. I think it should. It'd be an amazing thing. I know. It'd be cool. Yeah. No, those guys are awesome. Lazy E's great too. Absolutely. But I mean, he's the only guy, he's the only DJ that I've ever can I, what I concentrate on when I listen to him is him breathing in. Yes. He's it's a very big uh 
Yeah, <laughs> it's in between everything. You know, yep. it's amazing to me. It's 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 crazy. It's like a trait that I, you know, that's how you, I recognize him instantly when I first, you know, probably the first two times I heard him, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's his thing. And he, he gets a lot out. He he's a, a very out. he's a very hard breather. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's almost like he has a room and he's just got pure oxygen in it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, September twenty second montage. Mm-hmm. Um, great cause, great bands. Uh, and then the next day, I mean, I don't know if you can handle it. I mean, you said you're in your fifties now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Can I'm, you, can you do back to backs? Well, I'm probably just not going to sleep. Okay. You know, well, yeah. Just, I mean, you, you talked like monster, you you know, talk you before know? about having monsters. Yeah. Yeah. What, what time is it? 928. It is 928 Wednesday evening. Yeah. I'm drinking monsters. I'm trying to, trying to scale it back with some beers here. Oh, what do you got? Oh, nothing good. Well, this this is this is good. I actually have a Cape May uh, mango oh. crushing it. Nice. I'm gonna follow that with just a Bud Light. Yeah. Well, you got to slow down somehow, you know. I've got a big night tomorrow night, and I don't know if you're gonna be around or not. But tomorrow night, so this is gonna air. So anyone listening to this, this will all have passed. But tomorrow night is the uh, Steamtown Music Awards. Yep. Uh, I'm up for two categories. I was nominated for two categories. So hopefully uh, I'll take home one or two of those. But yeah. the problem is um, I don't get out often. I have, I have two children now. Um, one is a little girl who is nine weeks old. So she is a very much a uh, wild card in the sense of, you know, sleeping and all that. You don't kind know of if stuff. you're sleeping, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> these days. So, I don't get out often, right? Um, so this is like the one night a year that I go out and make sure because it's it just it's a great time. All the musicians are out. They're, they have a night, you know. That's that's the night to kind of mingle together and talk, yeah. and hang out. So um, I'm excited for that tomorrow night. I'm going to take an Uber there, an Uber home in case things get wild. I wouldn't um, even go home. I mean, you figure if this is your only night out, you have the whole rest of the year to beg for forgiveness. You know what I mean? I mean, just you know, yeah. get get yourself in trouble. Just stay out all night. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I would never do that. Of course. No, I don't think so. Oh no! It doesn't no. sound like you've ever done that before. No, I well, I can't do it anymore. I mean, my 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 wife's tougher than my mom, so <laughs> you know, I don't mess with her. They're very tough. It's weird. Yep. Yeah, I don't know it's how weird. it happens. Yeah, it's like I don't know what it is. It's just yeah, weird thing. So you're gonna come home with an award, Clyde. I hope comes home with three or five. What well, I don't even know. He's nominated for everything. He does yeah, everything, he's, and he's playing tomorrow night. I'm looking really, really looking forward to that. Yeah. Steve Lore, that's going to be great. I have not seen him perform live yet with that that uh, project. Yeah, yeah. I remember when he when he put that out uh, late 2020. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was blown away. I mean, it's funny because I knew I've known of Clyde. I mean, I, yeah. I ran around with the Weekender. I was, I was very young though, and like the bands that were performing back then, I was probably uh, drunk during their performances. <laughs> yeah. So I never like took the time to really like connect with them, so to speak. Um, yeah. But he was in a he's lot an, of great he's bands. amazing. He's an amazing musician. Yeah. Everything. It, it's just yeah, he's got a great haircut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Perfect hair. Perfect hair. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, he's got that perfect little cuff in his jeans and everything. And he's got the, the beard, even the beard. The beard is like a... Everything about it. Well, he, like, I think he pays like two or $300 for that at loyalty, right? Oh, probably, yeah. A week. 
A week. Yeah. yeah, I think he goes in every morning, I think, or something like that. Yeah. He works from home, but he goes there every morning to get dolled up. Right, right. Yeah. God damn it. That's great. He's handsome, talented. Yeah. God damn but, it. So the Sleepler CD, that was that was the only CD I had in my truck until I had mine pressed. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, my God, yeah. It's every, I listen to it every day. Yeah. It's, you know, another thing, which is great, because every single song there has a different flavor to me. It's amazing. It's like, to me, it's a compilation of that's his life's I, work. Yeah. That's why I told him. Because every time he put out a new single, I'm like, this is like different from the last one. This is, this is great. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah. So he's, he's been a, a, a major influence on me with this album. Everything like, uh, I don't know how many times I sent him something. And he has never sent anything back without notes, you know, and, and it was nice. Uh, producer's ear. You know, hey, you guys, this should build up. You need to change this. This is missing something or this has too much. Um, and I, you know, no ego, you know, I, I change it. And then same thing with the audio end of it, you know, which was not many people. You know, he spent all that time developing his craft. And to me, I feel like he gives it away for free to me, hmm. you know, which is is amazing. So, you know, it's a good teamwork as far as I'm concerned. You know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he um, I think he was one of the influences that as far as me doing a live thing, you know, that was kind of, uh, I asked him, I asked him to be the third guitar player. And, so he uh, turned you down? Yeah, oh, of course he did. He's like, I'm playing with Miz. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He came here, they, they rehearsed here live before Miz's show last week, or was it last week or a week before, before he, they went to the Brooklyn Bowler? They came here and then uh, they rehearsed here in the studio. It was amazing. Yeah, you keep saying here and in the studio. I mean, oh, like, yeah. what do you, what do you I'm got? At, what? I'm at Frankenstrat Studio. Frankenstrat Studio. <laughs> yeah. Interesting name. Well, I have a, a Frankenstrat up on the wall. It's a compilation of a USA Stratocaster with a bunch of parts I got from Butch Frable. So he's that's all he does is take guitars apart and swap parts and. So that I just it's been my Frankenstrat. So when I was naming my studio, I decided to name it Frankenstrat. Okay. I still have that. I mean, I've had that guitar since I'm a kid. Cool. Yeah. And what do you do out of there? Um, literally my own work. So that's it's all all of the candle in the dark stuff's been recorded here. Um all all of the uh I have fourth dimension, that's like a 90s thing that i did back then i just re i released another i think i released two albums in 2020 uh dark within which is like a thrash metal and then the fourth dimension stuff which is like i call it like dad rock you know it's like a progressive metal kind of thing uh i we didn't really do anything else no live stuff with that i did, used all program drums and stuff it was a little more fun that way Mm -hmm. and uh but that's but the candle in the dark that 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 i don't know it seemed to be more of a fun thing to do live i don't think i want to do the other stuff live you know because especially thrash metal as awesome as it is and as much as i enjoy playing it it really sucks lugging all your gear out and playing for the three people that came with you you know <laughs> i like that yeah so you know i like I, that i come from a time where you paid to play you know, yeah. all right, yeah, you want to play, all right, well, you have to come here with a busload of people, and if you don't, you have to pay as if there was a busload of people. Mm. So that that's how it was, and, you know, if you wanted to play some showcase in New York, 
right. don't know if it's still that way. I mean, I, you know, but, I don't know how things work these days. I don't know. It seems like everybody, everybody's a rock star now. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, everyone yeah. can at least pretend to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Social media. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many people that I know that are on social media and it's like what they portray to be on social media is the complete opposite of who they are as a person. It's like, right. I right. know who you are. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I'm actually worse in person. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like so, so it would, like no matter what you think of me, whether you like me, you hate me, you think I'm a moron, any of that, I am ten times any of what you think in person. Okay, yeah, it's great. So, what is this right now? Is this is this internet? This, like, what, like what we're doing right now? Like so, like if I met you face to face, you'd be. I'm more of an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I belong in the Free Beer and Hot Wing Show. Okay, you know, I mean, it's bad. It's bad. I always have something stupid to say. You know, I'm, I've been reserved here. I'm acting like this is a this is a G-rated show. Uh, I have a don't, pretty foul mouth. Don't hold back. I mean, this is, <laughs> this, is, this is the internet. We can do whatever we want. I, I heard that. I heard whatever that. you want. It's you can bad. join. You can join OnlyFans if you wanted to. So, you know, I, I don't really know anything about it. I, I always thought it was. I don't porn. either. No, but I thought it was porn or something. And then Initially, somebody I think said, it was, yeah. And now somebody said that, that it's supposed to be clean, I guess. I, so uh, I I don't really know. I'm, so the thing about it is I like think Duffy, ha- Duffy has one, right? Uh, I can't <laughs> confirm nor deny that. I imagine if he does, he's going to kill probably me. Just, <laughs> it's probably just pictures or videos of like his knee down. With his heels. Showing the pink heels, yes. But, I mean, people make good money doing that. That's I, so, so like, and especially during the pandemic, like, yeah, people got on that mostly women, right? Yeah. I mean, how do I say this without being sounding like an asshole? Like, <laughs> if you have to start it out with that line, well, I don't want to, I don't, yeah, I just don't, just I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be uh, my words to be misconstrued. Right. But like making money f- as a woman has never been easier. Like on the internet. I mean, I get the gender, pay gaps, the gender pay gaps. I don't want to, that's what, that's what I don't want to get into. I don't want to like get into like the, that whole hierarchy and things like that. But when it comes to an OnlyFans account, a woman is going to make far more money than if I were to have. Yeah, because there's there, there's way more scummy guys out there. Right, we're scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> we're disgusting. But I no, mean, so like, yeah. I, I, but like, I, I, I'm so intrigued. I'm so interested in it, in it all. Just, I'm, I'm a very curious person, right? But I can't have an OnlyFans because I'm happily married. I don't ever want my wife to think otherwise, right? Um, we respect our women, right? Yeah. Um. But I heard of people being on it, people that I like, I don't know very well, but like, or, or like live around here. And I'm like, I just want to know what they're doing. What are you doing? I want to see it. Tell me something. Yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> could, could, couldn't we get it in like written? Like, just, just get it in text. Like, what are I, you doing on there? And right, read about just, it in text. I just want to know. I've I heard stories. Like, and I don't want to like, you know, it's, it's a he, he said, she said thing. Like, I just want to know. You know what happens? You sign on to that ever, and everything you ever sign on to again is going to have that up in the corner as an advertisement. Yeah, I, you know, 
<laughs> all the cookies that are, you know, every time you sign on to something, you know, just like when you're, you know how that is, you're, you're talking, you're within earshot of your phone, you pick up your phone, you turn on Facebook and you're like, yep. yeah, I, I really did want those socks. You know, like we're going to no get it. What you're we're, talking we'll about. get it right now. We're going to get out this, this, this chat and we're going to get ads delivered <laughs> to us. Exactly. But, um, Yes, I'm, that's just very. I'm very curious because, like you said, it's not all nudity. I mean, women make a lot of money never showing uh, a, a, a nipple or a vagina. They'll show feet. I mean, I've seen stuff on the news that say like they sold farts in a jar. That was my idea. Sure, it was. Oh no, this 20 years ago. I used to tell everybody I was going to give them fart in a jar for Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then just never really did it. I should have done yeah, it. Yeah, you, 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 you fucked up, man. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Another weird thing. So here's what you have to do. And this, again, just being an idiot. Um, I don't know how I came across it, what I was searching for, but on eBay, you can buy used men's socks. Who's buying that? I don't know. So there's like used men's socks and it says construction worker, not washed. It's some, I think it's gotta be some kind of fetish. People are weird. Yeah, dirty socks. So you can save your dirty socks, and you can sell them, and you can pay your kids' tuition with it. Huh. It's amazing. I don't know what you're doing at Axelrad. (laughs) I'm doing the wrong (laughs) thing, You should be selling socks, not shirts. I'm doing doing the wrong thing, I think. Yeah. Damn. I don't know, man. I always thought Dave Maloney was going to be a a pro-BMXer, you know? Dude, his brain, like... There's one thing about Dave, and it, it, I assume that you've known him a very long time. Since they were kids, yeah. He, uh, there, there's something about him. Um, he has these visions for things. Yeah. And, you know, when he when he says it, I can never like really picture it. But then when it happens, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. I mean, Axelrad, that what it is right now is I, a, I a am, sight to be seen. I literally. I literally remember when it was just like that screen and, you know, it was obviously everybody that works there was a bike rider and they're all friends. And mm-hmm. it's been that way since the beginning. And everybody I knew was doing shirts just for themselves. And Dave became like the king of it. Yeah. You know, it was, it's amazing. And it just, this, this thing about him, it's just like, he, how do I say it? Like, he just has this aura about him and, and this mm-hmm. like, like you just, uh, you immediately want to be on his team. And like, I mean, that's how I got to know Dave was when he started Axel Rad when it was in Kingston and Kingston yep. Corners. Um, you know, I was at the weekender and I, I don't know if I was there for advertising or, or what it was. Remember, but like, it was just that front too. It was the yeah. small area. Yeah. 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 And then they built, like they, you know, knocked down yep. walls in the back and shit like yeah. that. So, I mean, I've been part of like Axelrad since it's like That's awesome, the beginning man. outside of like, you know, his mom's basement. But I, I've just seen it like grow every single time. So I'm so happy to be part of it. Like, cause I remember like when I was at the weekender, like I love the weekender. Like I was Johnny weekender. Like I lived, breathed and, and died that, that yeah. product. Right. So I, I, I loved Axelrad and, and had I not loved the weekender i probably would have asked dave for a job somehow uh so it's kind of funny that i actually work there now um but yeah, yeah what, he's awesome, just man. he's just this guy who just like he you, you want to be on his team i mean yeah like i said going back to what i was saying just a few seconds ago just like his visions for things like when he says it out loud it's like 
Oh, okay, sure, whatever. And then it happens, and it's like, oh, okay, wow, this is fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, originally, like, it was funny, too, because it, it, he he may confirm this. I, I believe that before, like, when I was on my search for drummers, Dave's like, I got drums upstairs, Axelrad. Yeah. He's like, well, you got to come up and jam. And I'm like, I don't want this to be, like, a hardcore band. I didn't know, you know, like because I'm thinking these guys are going to be playing punk, right? They're going to be guy. All I'm thinking is, what are they going to be playing? Everything that Dennis wants to play, or any of that stuff, you know. And I'm like, all right, I don't need that kind of a drummer. But it was just like it kept it in the back of my mind. I'm like, man, Dave Maloney. I wonder if he could play drums to this stuff. <laughs> and uh, you know, so but you know, now I'm here where I'm at. But I mean, Dave's on reserve for me, you know. <laughs> right. But yeah, I still have yet to get there to jam. Yeah, it's there. They they have not jammed in quite some time, which is odd because like we're well, now we're going back into a busy season. But like, yeah. you think that would have happened like a month or two ago when we were in a little bit of a lull, but that didn't. Um, we were probably trying to get out of there early to, to go swimming and shit like that. But um, you were going home to change diapers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my daughter was born July 11th, so it was uh, half the summer was spent doing it all over again because my son he'll be five in december so it's like he's yeah. pretty self-sufficient so we're like we're starting over again well yeah well that's a good time you know at least it, you know, space them out too far me and my brother are 12 years apart yeah i mean if it were up to us it, it would have been you know two years but we had some issues along the way um yeah but uh it's it's, it's good in the sense that like i think that if we had children that were like two years apart it would have been very chaotic and yeah you know like we still have to, like to, to do stuff and like my wife gives me time to, to do this this podcast that makes zero dollars um that's why it's good <laughs> yeah the man hasn't been a part of it yet you know like yeah this, the corporate machine hasn't taken over <laughs> but um well they can't cancel you yeah well i always that's what dennis says to a lot he's like oh you're gonna get canceled I'm like you gotta be someone to get canceled <laughs> So I, no one's coming to cancel me oh man but um so it's it's good in that like my son is not only is he a very good kid he he he's very helpful at this age because yeah. you know he's, he's older so i only have to watch one like he's he's good on his own yeah um so it's it's all good it's all it's all real good yeah that's great but it sounds like you know a lot of people in this local music scene oh yeah Absolutely. And where well, does that I mean, come from? Just being being in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, sharing the stage with all those people. I mean, I, you know, I'm talking the band Freefall. You remember like that kind of stuff, the old staircase playing there. I mean I was never there. Oh. How old? Oh yeah, you're too young. Yeah. So I I I missed like probably by like six months to a year, like a lot of great venues. Yeah. So the the original staircase, not the the animal hospital one but the original one over wherever um i don't even know what the name of that shopping center is but that i mean z-rock was around back then that was the radio station that played our rock stuff they had a battle of the bands there we you know it was pretty cool like we, we were always involved in something like that i mean even dating back to like roller king they had battle of the bands and i mean we were joking the other day that Columbia Hose Company, it's up in Jackson Street in Edwardsville, is for sale. We played our first show there in like 1990, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I said to him, I said, we should buy that. 
Like, it, and what was crazy, we played that show in 1990, charged people like $4, and there had we were over capacity. It was crazy. What we used to, you know, you made flyers, right? Yeah. So, so we made flyers and we go flyer in everybody's car. We'd go down to Guys and Dolls parking lot and hit them up, all that. We would even go to the bars. It was um, Jitterbugs at the time. And yeah. we go to those bars and fly your cars, you know? They probably wanted to kill us, you know? And, sure. And we, but it was crazy. We we would have 150, 200 people in that little that little area in the Columbia Hose Company. It was insane. Uh, you know, somebody's cheap PA system, you know, it, it was just terrible. Your guitar's out of tune, drum set falling apart. It was, yeah. And then I think, uh, where else did we play back? back then was like the factory i guess it was the underground or the mines or whatever yeah, they call yeah. it now so yeah used to be it was just like uh the old blues brothers you know the chicken wire in front of the fence there was a like live electrical cables hanging down it was, it was insane like people throwing smashing bottles on the fence in front of us while we're playing on stage so it was a re- it was a really cool scene well for us anyway you know, we, we thought we were rock stars but um it's better than what it is now. Like, and I feel yeah. like, like, I mean, the phones probably, right? Like, I mean, you can't, you can't piss without someone, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like, so that, you know, all the entertainment of the entire world is in your hand, which fortunately that's, this is why you're doing this. You know, you're at least you're taking advantage of that too. And it's right. Sense, you know, which but is what I'm, But what I'm saying too, is like, you can't act a fool outside in public no. because someone's going to take a video of that yeah, and it's going to go viral on the internet. You know, you can't, you can't, I mean, I mean, I think the statute of limitations is up. Um, (laughs) At at Bruce Brothers back in, I think it was 05. This is, might be the first time I told this story in public. Well, listen, all seven of us are going to be all over this story. Yeah. I can't tell. I can't tell in public. I, I don't, I don't feel safe. I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm getting at is like you could do stupid shit, and you yeah. didn't have to worry about like, you know, it being on the internet forever. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, right. Well, I mean, now I'm going to put this on the internet. Speaking of the mines or the factory, I think it was called the the underground back then. It was before it was the factory. Then because the that was the old King's Gym, right? Yeah. 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 So we were down there. We played there, it was probably 89 or 90, I don't know, somewhere around that time frame. The singer for Murder Witch, Kenny, at the time he was in a death metal band called Oshuary. He was on that stage, everybody's throwing stuff against the, the gla- you know glass breaking, everything all against the chain. I mean, this was literally a chain link fence in front of the stage. He's climbing the fence and he's headbutting the fence and... There starts blood running down his head a little bit. He's jumping up and down. There's a light bulb right above his head. All it is is a light bulb and a wire, and it smashes. And then it's sparking on his head, and he's got <laughs> blood running down. And he doesn't miss a beat. He screams his ass off for the rest of this night. He's got blood all over. It was amazing. It was you know? I mean, honestly, the only thing he possibly could have done to be any cooler is like just slit a chicken's throat or something you know what i mean like you have to <laughs> sacrifice on stage or something you know yeah. it was amazing um i think he has a heart condition now so i don't think he jumps around like that as much but his vocals are incredible you know uh and i i it's it's funny like sharing a stage that long ago and i'm going to be back and the same with butch i haven't been on stage with butch since probably the mid 90s 
you know, shared a stage with them anyway. We used to play like the Hotspot Lounge in Scranton. There used to be right the River Street exit. There was a Salvation Army there. Mm-hmm. Right behind it, there used to be a building. It was the Hotspot Lounge. We would do all metal original nights on Tuesday. You couldn't walk in there. We have to come in through the kitchen to get to the stage. I, it was amazing that how times have changed where, you know, not, nobody even wants to see a cover band now. They want to see duets or they want to sing karaoke, you know? And I, I don't know if that's only because the clubs changed it or, I mean, because look at the V-spot, man. That place is hopping. Yeah, you know, you know I, I mean. So I'm glad you kind of brought that up because I've been wanting to kind of like, kind of like interject there like i feel like the scene changes every four to five years and it changes quick too like i like my that you know what i witnessed you know my wife's four years younger than me there was so much that was gone when she turned 21 and there was like before me like i feel like i still had a, a good time and there was still a vibrant scene but like i know that before me was even crazier like you know, four or five years before me, and then ten years before that was even nuts. Like, it, it's it's so weird how things things get, and it's it's not it doesn't take long. It's like I said, four or five years. It just yeah. kind of like changes, and you know, I think now especially it's it's because of a lot of different things. It's you know DUIs. It's uh, yeah. the inter- it's internet. Um, I think people are more health conscious. Like they don't want to like you know drinking five days a week. We know that that's not healthy now. Like, I'm not going to oh. do that. <laughs> you know, I just was... learned something today. There you go. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, back when I was like, you know, 21, 22, like there yeah. was a there was a bar that we you go to every night of the week. It was like it was right. like a dedicated place to go. Um, and that was that was my time. Like, I can't imagine what it was like before that. I, it was probably even wilder. I mean, I've heard stories about different places um, that I can't even imagine that even happening. Um, so it's just it's just wild how things change. That, that yeah, the back page of the Citizens Voice mm-hmm. used to be full. Like there would be those four by four squares yep. full of every single bar in the area, and almost every single bar had live entertainment. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, always. You know, and and I mean, I get that things do change. You know, uh, obviously, I mean, it to me, it's up to the venue. It's up to the venue to, to keep it going, right? I mean, the musician's not going to be it, but if the venue closes, the musician plays nowhere. So yeah. you want to keep the music scene going, the venues do. They have to do it. Well, I think there's yeah. it's it's a different uh space in that there, you know, the liability that is placed on the venues and the bars mm-hmm. is far greater now than it has ever been before. Absolutely. Um, it's it's like almost like not even worth it. It's like why would I even do this? Because you know, if I serve someone who you know I I don't think is that visibly intoxicated, but they go out and kill somebody, like it can right. fall back on me. It's like this weird this weird thing. Yeah. Well, I'm always down for the early show. Like that. I don't know. I've been told I went wrong constantly uh, by anybody that has in in that business. Any bar manager i mean i work for rob friedman as the friedman hospitality group so he's got all these restaurants with bars attached to them and my thing is is why aren't you redoing a seven o'clock show 
Yeah. Like, why isn't there you know, happy hour? You know, you do happy hour and then there's a band playing. Why isn't this going seven to 10 or 11? I don't want to stay out late. I, that's why I'm, you know, our show on Friday, our doors open at seven. First band's on at eight, then yeah. nine and then 10, you know, like doing it that way. I want to be out of there by midnight. Sure. You know, like it's, I don't want to be out till three o'clock in the morning. Like it used to be. And I, I don't know if that's, I, I don't know. Everybody I talk to tells me I'm wrong, but and, but all my friends that I talk to say, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I remember being when I was young, like, I mean, I wouldn't get ready to go out until nine o'clock. And right. I think that, was, that was the case for a lot of things. But like now things are different because the pandemic changed things a lot. Like a yeah. lot of bars don't even, uh, aren't even open past midnight now. Right. Which yeah. I heard, you know, according to them is like, this is fucking sweet. Like, this is great. Well, yeah. We, we, you have your nine drunks at the end of the night, right? That, yeah. That are, they're, they're just sipping on their beers and you're staying up all night, you know? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. But I, I, to me, I don't know. It just seemed like I would just shift everything a little bit earlier and you might get, you might get more people like me. I mean, like you just said, so when you were younger, so yeah, you're right. When I was 22, 23 years old, you're right. I mean, 10 o'clock, Man, I got six more hours or seven That's more when hours. You went out. You went out at ten. Like you pregame, right. then you went out. Right, right. So, but now, you know, I mean, generally, I'm, I'm in right now. I'd be in bed right now with three rescue dogs licking my face. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like these. That's that's my night. And I mean, I'm up at six a.m. You know, it's like. So, I don't know. I mean, to say that that crowd doesn't exist, I mean, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there it is definitely a, does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I you know, but I you think, but, but and I'm sorry, I, but I think like you appreciate all of that. So yeah, there's, you're still like a consumer of that, but mm-hmm. you know, people who are, you know, younger than me, like late twenties, early thirties, like they, they, they never had that life. They never had that like mentality, I guess mm-hmm. you could say it's weird. Like, yeah. and I don't think the, uh, I don't know. You have a twenty-two-year-old daughter. What does she do for fun? Horses. <laughs> Horses. She. Yeah. Just, she has. She. Well, she does everything at home. Like so, she does. She raises, and uh, reptiles like pythons. Like she. I'm serious. She's, she does all that kind of stuff. Any kind of nature stuff. It, it, she does. She's not a going out kind of person. Like a person that goes to the bar. Goes. They don't really go out to eat. Everything's done at home or, or you know, in the you know nature. Put it that yeah. way. Hiking, all that, and you know. But even like look at it now. What's been great? I don't know if you've caught any of the shows. Um, no, you haven't because you're home with the baby. But all of our venues are doing seven to 10 shows mm-hmm. it's duets teddy young dustin douglas teddy and dustin which is yeah. an amazing combination and it you know to me i'm like they're getting it they're getting it i know they're just duets though i want to see full bands doing that you know and i mean it's that earlier show and i mean i just i don't know i, I just think that there there may be there may be a whole you know there may be a hundred people that might want to go that will actually go out that weren't going to go out before because music doesn't start till 10. Yeah. I try, I try doing that. I don't know if you were familiar with it. I did a, an alt natives underground live at Carl hall. Uh, when I had the radio show, it was like a, uh, an extension of the radio show. Hmm. 
so it was a Thursday night at Carl Hall. I think the doors were at seven and the show started at eight and we were done by nine 30. That's amazing. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of, I, I built it that way. It's like, if you want to use it as your, you know, your springboard for your Thursday night out. Yeah. That's fine. If you want to come out for an early show and be home by nine 30 to go to work the next day. That's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Try doing it. And it was, it was going well. And then the pandemic fucked it up. Yeah, so then just play it. Just got to start it back up again. You got to get AJ on the ball, you know? I've been meaning to reach out to him yeah. to, to try and start something again. He's an awesome dude, man. He's, He's the best. Know? Yeah, I just absolutely. At the, I just saw him at the Jazz Cafe not too long ago. I was there yeah. for the uh, University Drive show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got me towards the end of the night, and that was like one of my, again, that was, I think my daughter was six weeks old. And the only reason I was out that, that early into her life was because my wife had gone out two weeks prior with her girlfriend. So I put it in my back pocket and I said, I'm going to cash these, these tickets in Yeah, for that show. But I, score. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, no, we don't, we don't do that. But it's like, <laughs> I kept it in the back pocket. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it was an important show to be, I mean, it was a great show. It was university drive, James Barrett, retrovi. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. I missed somebody. I forget, but um, yeah, I was there earlier before it started. Oh, were you? Well, yeah. I mean, I work in the building. Oh, okay. You know, because that's one of that's one of the, one the of buildings places, that's yeah. problems. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, but I had I, I took yeah. an Uber there. I was getting Uber home, and I was a little bit uh, not sober towards the end of the night. So I saw AJ, but I I vaguely remember our conversation. <laughs> well, that's so, good, then. Yeah, it was it's a great. good night. It was great. <laughs> we had a great time. But yeah. so yeah, let's 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 transition into that. You have a show there, uh, the twenty third of September, yeah. the day after the montage show. Uh, talk about that and what we can expect from that show. Well, so the night before, we're all kind of just doing short sets, you know, just because of the five bands, and um, you know, we have a we have three bands, and all three are planning on doing like you know, full sets of over an hour of music for each guys, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, I think it's, uh, I think I did 10 bucks. If you do a pre-sale 12 bucks at the door, that kind of stuff, you know, just, uh, kind of almost covers all of our costs and everything, you know? And, uh, it's just, um, it's going to be a great night. I think the, 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 the black layer is the name layer, not layer uh is the name of the first band that's going to be going on they're two brothers that i grew up like well they're a little younger than me but uh grew up riding bikes with them um literally stay you know he pre-records the bass tracks some backing vocal tracks they play along to it it's pretty neat uh you know it's just drums and guitar and then two guys singing uh it's um i was laughing i, I kept telling them we we're going to name their band stool uh, stoner tool you know that's what i was dubbing them as it's really awesome it's a, it's a really cool blend of music they're they're great musicians you know obviously they're super close family super close so everything they do they do together and the music they just they you know it, it's it's crazy seeing these two guys play together because they're, they're like they're the same person they have the same voice it's it's awesome you know um they'll be opening up we'll be going on second uh I think we're going to play probably three, three songs shy of our full catalog. Uh, I'm going to try and put everything in there. We can, you know, everything that I'm comfortable singing. 
So I, I do, I, you know, I'm doing some of that four part harmony and, and it gets lost in translation live when there's only two of us that sing, Sure, you know, so, um, I kind of, a couple of those songs we're not doing. Um, and there's a bunch of songs from the new album. I think actually all six songs, we're just doing an EP. So we have six for the new album and we'll be doing all six of those. So I think we're doing like nine or 10 songs or whatever. Nice. So it'll be, yeah. And then, um, Hopefully I can get my chest signed by Tyler uh, Salak from Holtzman Effect, you know, and when sure. I get my chest signs, they're, they're my heroes. They're like my number, believe it or not, they're like number one in all my playlists, which is, you know, amazing to me. Uh, I mean, that's why I'm kind of like, I, I don't want to say I'm starstruck because I don't want those guys to think they're good, but, uh, <laughs> but they're amazing. Um I literally, I listen to those guys just as much as I listen to all of my heroes, which is pretty awesome. You know, uh, beef's got an incredible voice, man. I, I just, it's, I'm, I, I keep telling Tyler, I'm going to do like an acoustic cover of one of their songs, you know, and, and I, just, I, I, but it's so hard to do it justice vocally, you know, and that's, you know, and that's, he's, yeah, I can't wait. You wait till you see me. I, if you know, there'll be video, I'll be at the front and stage. I'll have like all of their merchandise up and I want to get it signed. You know, I'm a super fan. Yeah. I mean, I don't the know only you... reason we're doing this show is so I can see them guys play. Yeah. I don't know how you can't be. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. So yeah, they it, are. yeah. It really is. And that, I believe that. So I think Clyde did their previous work too, as well. The, the uh, couple singles in their first album, I think they, Clyde had done that as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's the one actually turned me on to them. So yeah, 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 they're great. So it's gonna be a good night, you know. I mean, uh, I'm sure everybody will have merch for sale. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we get some kind of carnival act there at the end or something. I don't know. You know, a juggler. Yeah, and if you need merch, contact me at Axel Rise Screen Printing. Oh yeah, I do. Boom, I, boom. I, See that? I, I, no, I have a whole box of shirts right behind me. <laughs> I do. No, I, I'm not saying you. I know oh. you already said you were there. I'm saying anybody yeah. else. Do you, guys, you know, do you guys do uh what else do you guys do besides shirts? Do you, whatever you want. Really? If we can print on it, we'll we'll do it. Koozies, yeah. hats, like all that we kind do of koozies, stuff. Koozies, you know? yeah. We do hats, we typically embroider hats. Yeah. Um we do socks if you want to. Socks. Candle in the dark socks would be pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. We do uh un underwear. Underwear, yeah, candle fine. in the dark thongs. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking like my face on underwear. I have a a, a big problem oh. putting my face on things. Yeah. Why? I love it. Well, I mean that your your uh, logo is incredible. It's I love it. That's that's. So ch check this out. Look at that. Oh, look at that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is that, a, is that a buffalo? Yeah. So my wife's from Buffalo. She's gonna love that. Yeah. I gotta get one now for her. Fifteen dollars on sale now. I've got baby. I got baby blue shirts. I've got gray shirts. Yeah, she'd be more of a gray shirt kind of guy. Okay. Yeah, got it. Uh, you got you got them in small. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Where's my inventory here? She she uh she's gonna cut the yeah. sleeves off and cut the neck out of it. And make I a have, gym shirt out. Of I it. have I have three. Uh, gray, and Bella Campus, and nice shirts. Nice. I didn't. I didn't cheap out. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. She's gonna love it. Yeah. 
You yeah. got to start doing. You got to do. You got to do more. You got to. You got to expand. I mean, what about like you know Popco cufflinks for your classy? You, you know, you have classy listeners too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've got some buttons. Nice. Do, we can do some buttons. Yeah. You better watch out, Todd. Sebecki is probably going to be you for Halloween one year. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, he could he could probably do something with that. Yeah. Yeah. The the Satan Claus was my favorite one. Was it the King Diamond Claus? Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. It was King Diamond Claus. He's wild. He's out of his mind. Out of his mind. I know him. I think I know him since he's probably like 14 or 15 years old. <laughs> he's oh, the best, but he's out of his mind. Oh, yeah. So well, they're all my brother's friends, you know. That's that 12-year yeah. difference thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You uh, never know what Todd you're gonna get. Today, I I made a comment and I was like, he might punch me in the mouth. I don't know. It was a risky move, but he laughed. I was like, all right. Yeah, he yeah he's he's a loose cannon. He really is. It's amazing. But I like it. I like it. We need that in the world. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if there were more Todds out there, you know, holding people accountable for what they said, things would be yeah. a lot nicer. That's what I'm you saying. Know? Yeah. People would think twice before saying what they say. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I don't know. I got beat up a lot as a kid because I I couldn't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, but that, but like you, you said it and you knew there was consequences. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, now I, it's like you just type it on a keyboard and it's like, yeah, we can yeah. do. It. Everybody gets away with it then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I see it all the time. I try not to read the comment section of any post that I enjoy. If I like a post, I say, wow, that's so funny. Let me not open those comments. Yeah. Because someone's going to be offended by that. And if they're offended by that, I'm okay with that. I, I, you're allowed to be offended by that, but just stay home with it. You're not that's, allowed. Yeah. You're not, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to be offended. You're not, you're not <laughs> allowed. You know, that's uh, it's not okay, Dave. Well, how dare yeah. you? How dare yeah. you? That's how I am. You got to be nice to everybody. I am. You can't I, have it. You cannot have an opinion of your own. I am generally, I am generally, uh, I could be from the neutral planet. Like I'm gray almost at all times. Because if someone says something to me, I could find it funny, offensive, sad, or, you know, it can make me happy. It can make me mad. It could, I can go so many ways with it. It just depends on the kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. You know, so it's it's. But I what happened? But what happened to be able to have your own opinion on things and like, I don't know. Well, it's, it's too peaceful. Like it's too. Yeah. Everything's too far left and right, up and yeah. down. You know, right? it really is. Yeah, yeah. It's out of control. Yeah. Well, it's control. well, it's the same thing. You know, even in music, you know, oh, that band sucks. Really. So that platinum selling band, they suck. You're right. They they have to actually suck, whether you like them or not. Remember, because remember the trend, you hate Nickelback? Right? I fucking love Nickelback. Exactly. I fucking love Nickelback. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And I guys. love Creed. All right. I'll die on Creed. both of those hills. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, but no, seriously. I don't though, care what like, you think. How could how could people how could people just say oh, they suck? Well, no, you just don't like it. And if you don't yeah. like it, fine. Just why Why even tell someone they suck? Why tell someone? Because yeah. nobody cares. Yeah. But you. You know, you're the only one that cares. You want to hear your voice. Yeah, but you they're know? probably also those closet ones that like them. They just, they, they just think it's cool to hate them. Yeah. Like, I didn't you know. like Chad's hair. 
you know? Yeah, a little ramen-esque, right? Yeah, so I, I don't, yeah. So if Chad would have done something different with his hair, I might have owned an album. I didn't buy an album because I didn't like his hair. I mean, well, I mean, new Chad is, like, sh- much shorter now. I also, They just released a new song. New song. I was Did just going to mention that. I, I was literally, I, I was doing some work at Rakasa, and I came out to my truck, and I had to go somewhere, and literally, that's right when they were playing it. I think Duffy was playing it. He was talking it up, and I was like, this is pretty cool. It was something different. I didn't expect it. Let's just say that. I didn't expect it. Yeah, I mean... I was a huge Nickelback fan from like 99 to probably 2008. Let's see real quick here. Dark Horse was okay. Yeah. So, oh, wait. Yep. And then they lost me big time. Like 2011 here now, terrible. 2014, no fixed address, fucking terrible. They came back with uh, Feed the Machine in 2017. They had some good songs on that. Like, like almost old school Nickelback, like real chunky guitars, like yeah. kick your teeth in style shit. Um, there were a couple decent songs like that, nothing crazy, but uh, I did see they released a new song um, just recently. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. It's so, I, I've never experienced that band playing the way that song sounds to me. So I'm not, I don't know their whole catalog. So I don't know. It could be something repeated that I never heard before, but it was definitely not, you know, look at this photograph. I love like, that fucking song. Right. right. It wasn't How like that. You? This is, oh, no, I'm not making fun of it. <laughs> I don't care if you are. It's fine. <laughs> I don't mean to offend you. No, I'm not. Yeah, offended. I don't care. I don't I, care. Um, You're entitled to what, your opinion. What makes somebody dislike I mean, so you were just telling me how big of a fan, then you're telling me that they had terrible stuff. What makes what, what makes do. you dislike that stuff, or what makes um, it terrible? Coming from not a songwriter, there's not good songs. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, I mean, but these are sellable songs. They sold them. I guess. I mean, I guess they did. I mean, I'm looking now. Bottoms up was like you know commercial. Like, well, that wasn't one of my favorites. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't no. one of that sounds like one of those formula songs. It, it was yeah, it was like I don't know. It was who's, just who's that guy on YouTube? He takes he he imports seven to twelve songs from current country music into Pro Tools and he splices them and he plays like the verse, the pre-chorus, and the chorus from three different songs right into each other in the same tempo in the same key. Almost all melody lines go over, and by the time the end of the song, he plays all of the choruses to the seven songs together, and it sounds great because they're all the same song. Right. Well, I mean, it's there's like, a formula to music. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. Right. And it, 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 a lot of bands are writing from that. And I mean, I, I have my own formula. I, I, I don't know if it's a formula, but I have my own. Like everybody knows how my songs are arranged. Like, okay, yeah, this is typical. It, it, you know, these guys hear the rhythm the first time and the third time we played a song, it's like they known it for a year. So it's like, I'm very predictable. But there's a reason it sounds good. I mean, that it just, it's, you know. I, that's what I try to make. Well, I only write this stuff for myself. Like I want to, I want that in, you know, in my playlist or in my CD player or whatever, sure. you know, like, so that's the reason I do it, you know? So, I mean, if someone else doesn't like it, I mean, all right, I can accept that. I mean, I'm because I'm not writing it to sell it to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm it's for sale, sure. So it could pay for itself, but uh, I'm not writing it to sell it. I'm not writing it to be. A, I mean, we all, all of us are 
you know, we all have jobs. We all have our, we all have our retirement planned out. If, if we end up playing music for retirement, so be it. Sure. You know, but I'm not, yeah, it, it, I think that's what makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. Back in the day we were writing it. We all wanted to be rock stars. Now I can care less, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, you get to an age too. It's like, you realize that, that, uh, the ship has probably sailed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Unfortunately. Right. It's it like, is what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I couldn't do that for a living. I don't even know how Aaron's doing it right now. You know, well, he's it's, in fantastic shape. Every Tuesday. No, listen, he got in fantastic shape. I sat there at hops every Tuesday and me and my wife listened to him. To wait, I called it Irish Tuesdays. Every single cover he did sounded like an Irish jig. It didn't matter what it was, you know? I mean, it, it was funny, too, because my, he's like, all right, I, someone yell out something different. My wife's like, you know, OAR. And he's like, I know an OAR song. And I'm like, what the hell is an OAR? You know, like, it was like, I didn't even know these songs, right? But she's like, play the Scorpions. He'd, do, he'd make it sound like an Irish song. Like, no matter what it was. I, I tell him right now, he's playing Irish Break and Bend, the new album. It's going to be yeah, all anyone, right. anyone watching or listening, we're talking about Aaron Brock. He's a current bass player and, and a vocalist for, well, back, back in vocalist or yeah. sometimes vocalist for uh, a little band by the name of Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, Watched him every Tuesday. Dude, me and like, Aaron <laughs> used to play uh, at Liam's and my apartment at the time was a block away from Liam's. Yeah. And we'd fucking close the bar down and he was at the time in a band called panacea yeah he'd take me out to his car um he tried to touch me once i told him no he respected me um i'm kidding obviously so wait <laughs> I'm kidding he stopped when you said no yes yes he stopped uh, he he must have uh respected my authority oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally kidding um, but anyhow, he would like we would go out to his car. He had a yeah. Subaru at the, t- the time, and he would play me like like songs that he was working on with Panacea. Mm-hmm. But I would always get like a little glimpse of uh, what they were working on. But uh, yeah, I mean, his success and uh, in his time in Breaking Benjamin couldn't have happened to a better person. That's what I say. You know, I well honestly, it's not what I say because, and he could verify this. Uh, I had all of these songs written in the studio. I'm like, Aaron, I see you. You know, he's like, oh, but just send them to me in waves. I'll record them and send them back. I'm like, no, you got to come to the studio. You got to record them in the studio, man. Because like, I'm going to tell him what to do, of course, you know, because I'm the man. I'm the producer. And he's like, ah, you know, I don't got a time, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, oh, I can't make it because I got this little tour for millions of people. Yeah. Like all of it, you know, now my, you know, my studio is nothing compared to where he's recording, you know. Right. But. I will say he did me a solid though. He sent me his uh, big bass. What is it? Big nasty baseballs patch on his fractal. So I have all of his bass tones. Okay. So I, I was using that in the studio. Pretty solid. It was pretty neat. I, I don't know who who you know programmed it in there, but he pulled the file out and sent it to me. It was pretty awesome, you know. So I mean, I don't actually. That's everything on that candle in the dark. That that bass tone is his settings that he sent me. Very cool big nasty baseballs i wonder if we can expect anything new from that band i don't know it's gonna sound the same so. uh, i mean but again formula it's uh, it's yeah. it's all good well, well well that's i mean i i can't say i haven't enjoyed it you yeah. know i especially the uh what was the no didn't they just they just released something though i just heard something what was it 
There was uh, they were on a song with somebody else. Oh, is that um, what that was? Oh, it was a star set song uh, with Breaking Benjamin. It's called um, "Waiting on the Sky to Change." Oh yeah, because I, I I saw he shared that or whatever. Yeah. I, I know I clicked on it. And, yeah, yeah. They they haven't released a new album since uh, Amber. What no? Yeah. Was that the name of the album? It was Ember, yeah, 2018. Yeah. And then they had that Aurora album, which is kind of like a it's like an acoustic type mm-hmm. or, or yeah. different version of songs. That was cool too. But I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to new stuff from them. Yeah. I had a good time when they played the the Woodlands. So when they remember they did an acoustic show? They I don't think I was there for that. See, I did it in the grand ballroom and it was an acoustic show. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. You know, so my daughter, my daughter was like, I know someone that's famous, you know, because I mean, she, I would bring her to the bar with me and he would always play Incubus for her, you know, like that was, that was, yeah. which song? Uh, usually Drive. Oh, see, I always begged Aaron to play, uh, Wish You Were Here. Oh, yeah, it's a great song too. Yeah. My daughter's a huge Incubus fan. Like that's, that's, yeah. Oh, they're amazing, right? Still, to I, this day. you know, I, um, and I'm not, a, afraid to admit this there's there's been times where i've been to uh concerts where i've uh i've teared up um and i don't know it's just if it just like you know if, if it brings back memories or if it's mm-hmm. just like i mean i i genuinely enjoy music like uh, the love i have for yeah. it is it's why i do what i do with this and it's why like with the radio show like you know helping support local musicians and just yeah. doing what i could to like you know, expand their reach. Like it's very important to me. Like I, yeah, it is. There's, it's, 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 it's a genuine thing that I do and that I love and like, and all that. So like I've been at a blue October show. I've cried during, I, I, we was, uh, Incubus is the 20th anniversary of, uh, shit. The album, I think it was with drive and things on like, Yes, make, your, make yourself. Make yourself. Yeah, it's twenty mm-hmm. years of make yourself. Was it the the uh, was it man man the man center mm. Philly? Is that it? I forget. But um, right. yeah, I mean, I, I just like yeah, that right. for me it was an emotional, a happy thing. But like yeah, yeah. emotional, like I, I the power of music and the, the effects that it has is just yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean i'm totally like i can take the science album like over and over again like that that, to me that that's where i mean obviously that was the first thing i heard from them you know and uh i love make yourself love morning view crow left murder like all that i I, there's i don't think there was an incubus song that i dislike right it's amazing uh you know to me jose's like in my top five drummers of all time you know he could just play that simple kit and and just be amazing at it like just even their that uh the acoustic stuff yeah that, that acoustic live stuff is amazing you know um like how they do a jazzy version of uh what is it? uh shade of green was that was that yes yeah is that they did a jazzy yep. version of it that yep. was, it was just amazing you know um yeah i i just i they were they were so ahead of their time to me they were the modern day police like, okay. You know, like that's how I looked at them, you know, and I'm like, what could they, what are these guys going to sound like 20 years from now? Now, 20 years later, I'm like, I didn't think they were going there. I didn't, not that I don't, you know, I mean, I enjoy it, but I, I just thought they were going to get, I thought it was going to get crazier. I thought it was going to get, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I love techie music and all that, you know, so 
the, this band went in the opposite direction I expected them to. And uh, I'm still satisfied with it, you know, which is great. But I mean, I'm, I'm into, I love unsellable things. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. The stuff I listen to, I mean, I, it, it's, I, I don't know. There what, was it soften the glare is my new thing. Soften the glare. Soften so, the glare. Soften the glare. The bass player from, um, uh, what the heck band mud veins in it. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's, it, the craziest bass stuff that you've heard in Mudvayne, we'll just imagine it to the 10th power, and that's what's in this. Uh, it's all fusion guitar, drums, everything. It's all instrumental. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm into a bunch of stuff that won't sell anybody. <laughs> I mean, I guess someone's buying it, but... Yeah. You know, it... it but yeah, I've never been a... I, like I said, this is this is it for me. I'm, I'm in the Barry Manilow music now for me, <laughs> which will be the softest band at the montage thing. If you think about it, like the, I'm like I was always in the other direction. Like we've been playing with rock bands, and we we're like, oh, here's the metal guys, and now now it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> here's the posers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> did you go see uh, Limp Biscuit when they were in town? I did not. Oh, shame. I can't handle those crowds anymore. What are you crazy? I'm an old man, it was, dude. It was perfect. It was like it was a, it was a yeah. third of a it was a third of a venue. Oh, yeah. It was it wasn't even half. It was like a third. Like they were they were like, you know, imagine the ice uh, like in the rink. Like it was yeah. like towards the goal. Yeah, it's just the one side of the the venue. It was the best thing I've ever been. So I had like zero expectations. I mean, I was a huge Limp Bizkit fan growing up. Uh, chocolate starfish and the, and the hot dog flavor water, you know, um, and the two albums before that, even and even the ones after that. I remember the, uh, there was one in 03, results may vary. Um, and then they came out with Gold, Col- Gold Cobra, I think in 2011, 2010, one of the two years. Um, I'll even look it up here real quick. Uh, but so I went, I went in with zero expectations. I'm like, okay, this is probably not going to be anywhere near you know what i think it's going to be because i mean they're older you know whatever i, I was digging his look more than anything yeah well that's, that's how he dressed for the show yeah yeah right. gold gold cobra was the yeah. was 2011 and then even like you know they they kind of dropped an album out of nowhere just last year yeah last year i think it was i mean it was this year no last year it still sucks um but I went in there like no expectations, and I had the most fun I've had at a show in the longest time. Yeah, it was so okay. much fun. Like they were like comical. They were they were having fun. Like Fred was dressed like an old man. That's amazing. I love that outfit. Yeah, Wes was you know dressed in a weird outfit like he always is, which always freaks me out. Um, but yeah, what a, it was a great great show. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I can't even. Uh, I'd be I'd be excited if Wes did a big dumb face again. The big dumb face. Big dumb face. You never heard of it? I must have missed that. Oh, so uh, it was nineties, I think, or two thousand. It had to be two thousands, maybe. Big dumb face. It was a. Uh, it was his side project, and it was obnoxious. It was. It was. Uh, one of the songs was like burning blood red head on fire, or something like that. Blood red head on fire. I mean, it was. It's crazy. I don't even know how to classify it. He had a different band that I was a fan of. Um, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Yeah, Big Dumb Face, though. 
You got a dumb face. Yeah. I'll check that if out. If you like, if you like West Borland, you have to enjoy that. Yeah. It's also an, a very unsellable album, which is probably why I like it. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Big dumb face. I'll check that out. Uh, Black Light Burns was an, was a, a band he had. Hmm. Uh, I never said, I never heard of that. 2008 or 07, 08, early, uh, you know, uh, 2012, 2013. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was, it's kind of crazy. Like you're talking shows, you're talking music and new music. And I am more impressed with the local bands Dude. than the big bands. 100%. You know? I mean, a huge thing for me, you know, the, Obviously, I'm so glad I wasn't disappointed. Like new Megadeth album that was so hyped up, um, but it was just phenomenal. I, I I've been a Megadeth fan, you know, obviously since the '80s, and uh, I mean, I think you know, in our old band, we probably covered six of those songs. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, I was always a huge Megadeth fan, and they kind of fell off the face of the earth for me. And then this new album was cool, but outside of that, I, it's always literally all the local releases are incredible you know I, you know that's and that's I, I keep going back to you know i had a radio show and you know i feel like you know there was there's three stations in the market oh there were three now there's two but i feel like i did it i don't, I don't want to say better that's not the right word but i did it differently and I, I i just i feel like i shined a light on a variety of of different genres and just mm -hmm. artists that since i've left the that those you know the, the stations um still not being covered it's like i, I almost like left a blueprint like here's like all this great music like james oh, right. barrett james barrett um if he doesn't get to the next level I, i'll i'll be shocked i mean university drive gets played on both that are existing now um but a band called sweet nest and i mean I, I was even playing rap there's there's ty soul there's Gus oh, savage there's yeah Clawson's amazing i, I yeah. we're gonna do i'm doing a collaboration with eventually because we keep talking about it yeah main the medicine I, I, yeah i mean main mm -hmm. main is uh, like, but like those guys are mm -hmm. getting zero play zero right. like again i'm not trying to pound my chest or pat myself on the back but like it was stuff that it, no one is featuring it and it's a right. shame it's a goddamn shame I mean, yeah, Ty, Ty's latest release. He's got new stuff going on all the time. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it's awesome. It's Dakota. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a band. Re Retrovise, a great uh, new band. Um, but I always say, like, I would put the talent and the musicians that are here in this area up against any other city across the country. Right. If we were all in a different city, we'd all be having a different conversation. Right. You know, that's that's how I always felt. Yeah. You know. We definitely, if, if this is Margaritaville, that's where this is. And I wish there were more venues to play. I wish there was, I wish the scene was like it was, you know, in the early 2000s. And even when, when you were, you know, running mm -hmm. the circuit, like, I mean, there's a lot of great bands and I feel like, you know, it's hard for them to find places to play, to, to find that outlet to, and that might be like discouraging to an, well, to an extent. You know? you know, they remember they used to have open mic night at the jazz, which was, you know, it was awesome. And Dennis played it like when he was a little kid, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it, the thing I'm thinking about, like, is I think Tony's wine cellar does it. But every yeah. time I look at the post, it's an all-star cast, man. It's all the heavy hitters, the Husties and, you know, yeah. Teddy Young and Brett Alexander. And, and, and I'm happy to see them playing because they're all amazing. And I love the videos. 
Like, so I'm glad that that's happening because it magic happens because they're all up there in improv. And it, it's, so I love that stuff. Yeah. But that would discourage actually right now. I, I don't think I would go up for open mic night. It would discourage me. I would not want to get on stage with long those guys all the time. Cause but, so could you imagine a true beginner not going up there for that reason? Intimidation, not saying to do it on purpose. Obviously they don't, right. but you still need a true Okay, Mike. So uh, the V Spot has one in conjunction with the NEPA scene on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. That's a very uh, well attended event, and also very like you know you can be very green and and go there and, and do music or comedy or whatever it might be. Yeah. But like going back to Tony's wine cellar, if you're an aspiring musician, like you could go there and learn a fucking oh. ton. Oh my god! And then yeah. you want to get better. So there's right. there's that side of it too. Well, they, they have to go. Not to say, yeah, they could learn something even out of go, even if they're not getting on stage, you know. Just to, but those like, cause, but they all they're all heavy hitters, man. There's yeah, seriously, they're everybody that goes on that stage is amazing. Yeah, Brett Alexander. I mean, like, yeah, what, what are you gonna do? But yeah, you see. So, so speaking of that, like, even remember, like, I we were talking about uh, jitterbugs at the time. So taking back to the badleys and doing medleys of songs, and I said that you know someone asked me, "You guys gonna do any covers?" I'm like. I'm not a cover band. And then I'm thinking, man, they used to do medleys of stuff. Let me do 10 covers in a three minute song. You know what I mean? Like that one chorus into another or into, yeah, you know, highlights. Awesome. So, so I was thinking about doing that, putting something together, but everybody's kind of got to agree on it, you know? Uh, but Make it been, happen. Uh, yeah. Two shows coming up. Make it happen. Yeah, I know. I should be able, we should be able to put together a 10 song medley in, in a couple days. Right. Cause all these guys are still playing. They're in other bands. I'm like, trying to get kevin he's like oh i got a show thursday i got to show this this is my anniversary it's like you know uh i mean that's awesome i mean you know yeah. he's he's active which is great you know so it's 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 pretty refreshing to play with somebody like him because you know i need this harder i need it softer i need it anything he changes everything he, he you know he's like it's amazing yeah so i've never i've never actually well we played with him back in the 90s just for a short little stint. I don't even remember what happened with it, but uh, I think he was in two other, he was, I think he was playing in a band. I think he might've been playing in tribes. You remember that name? Hell yeah. Tribes. And, um, and, and who else? Necessary noise. I think was another one. I thought he played in both of those bands. Eric Ruddy. Mm-hmm. A dinosaur. Everybody's old. Yeah. Well, he's old. Old. He's like, <laughs> he's the oldest. <laughs> He's it. old. So <laughs> I'm I'm standing in here and Bill Space comes into the jazz. I'm in there doing something. I'm working in there and Bill Space comes in and I'm like, Bill? It's like, hey, you? Like he has no idea. I'm you know who I am. Yeah. Uh and I'm like, what are you doing here? He goes, Oh, great rock scary unit. And I'm like, what? And then I find out it's sold out like two, he's over capacity the first night. We couldn't even put tables in the place. It was it was crazy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So all these guys are coming in, like, you know, sunny California, John Gonska is the other guitar player in there. Like he used to work at Rock Street. I mean, he did all kinds of repairs on my amps and stuff like that back in the day, all the tube stuff, you know. But it was like seeing these guys come in here, they're, they're, I think they're in the seventies, you know? And I mean, it was absolutely amazing that they they packed this house and played all those songs that they played 30 years ago. Yeah. It was crazy. And, you know, so it it's it's pretty cool. So I don't feel too bad. I don't feel too much like a relic. 
you know <laughs> you've got some time you've i got, got a little time. bit of time to become a relic yeah yeah so, well, Dave, I feel yeah. like we could talk all night. I mean, oh, yeah. this is yeah, this has been an absolute blast. I, I and if it yeah. wasn't a weeknight and getting late, I know you got an early morning too, but like, um, oh, I'm going to pull an all nighter. I got my monster. Oh, there man. you go, there you go. I, I, I'm slowing down here. Uh, yeah, but no, this has been an absolute blast. I, yeah, I wish, man, I really I wish, appreciate it. I wish I uh, was introduced to you sooner, um, or at least your music, anyways. Um. You know, best of luck. Like I said, we have uh, two shows still got coming time. up. You still well, got time. There's more music coming. So. Oh, good. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, one thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap things up. Um, yeah. You know, what do you have planned? I mean, obviously, we just we talked about the show at Montage, September twenty mm-hmm. second. The show at Jet the Jazz Cafe, September twenty mm-hmm. third. Um, anything outside of that for uh, Candle in the Dark? Well, yeah, I'm gonna try and wait. I want to wait till after the holidays. Uh going to try and get the sex album out i have you know i i have to record everything's recorded but the drums um i demoed the drums on a program you know uh just to get the recording down and uh we're, kevin's working on everything now um so i'm going to try and get another album out and then you know just to support it in that respect you know and maybe maybe i'll do a 10 song medley you know uh record that record that yeah I, i'm not looking we, we were looking for more with this band we were looking for more showcases make it worth coming out i don't want to play the same old thing every week and i'm not traveling i still want to play the same i would like to play the v spot next you know i'd like to go up that way play with the holtzman boys again maybe they'll sign other stuff maybe they'll sign my guitars yeah you know so uh yeah yeah i don't know I, that's i i, I was really if I play four to six times a year, I'm happy. You know, yeah. I mean, I'd rather do more stuff in the studio or sure. Yeah. It's, it's a little more fun here. Recording's always fun. And, uh, you know, I, it was great. Duffy had me do a station ID commercial. So awesome. that, that I, I hear that. I hear that constantly. It's pretty cool. It was basically wanted me to introduce myself, the band and sing 97, nine X to okay. my song so i literally just the medley like the melody line everything to the song it's i sing the station ID. it's pretty neat nice um i'll actually send it to you like okay, yeah. an mp3 you know For sure like a 30 second clip or whatever 15 seconds 15 seconds i think but it was pretty it's pretty cool to hear that on the radio all the time you know so and where's the studio based out of uh now it's in plains okay you know i was in kingston at my house but i moved into a commercial area now very cool. So, so you know, I have a little bit. I have like eight hundred square feet now, so it's a little better than a bedroom. Sure, yeah. Because everything was taking place in the bedroom. It was, it was tight. Well, that's where all the other good stuff takes place. Yeah, right. It was really hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> we better wrap this up before it gets weird. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll text you all the weird stuff. When we're nah, all right, <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Seriously, this has been an absolute blast. Uh, I'm yeah, so I glad appreciate we got, it. I'm so happy we got to do this. Uh, yeah. You know, best of luck uh, at montage September 22nd uh with the 979x locals only live uh the yeah. 23rd the river street jazz cafe yeah uh stream uh the candle in the dark music on all the streaming platforms right now and uh we'll look for that new music uh hopefully yeah. comes soon look us up on instagram's candle in the dark band cool and then uh there'll be links you'll see my studio stuff on there the frankenstrat studio will be connected to that in some manner 
Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, I believe CandleInTheDarkBand.com will be launching in the next week. Uh, fortunately, our the guitar player, John, is a, a webmaster, and he just built us a website to sell the merch through it and everything and that kind of stuff. It's you good know. to have. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always nice. Yeah, with, uh, YouTube, we have a video. I don't know. I'll I send you a link to that We have, for one of our songs on there. We cool. shot that at the jazz and somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, so the bass player, Gary, he's totally into like making all kinds of videos and stuff. So we're trying to do everything in house, you know, make Sweet. it, you know, yeah. DIY. Yeah. Right. Hell yeah. yeah. DIY, DIY rock star. Back to your roots, <laughs> man. That's, that's how yeah. it all was, was done, you know? It's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. yeah. Dave. All right, my man. Thank you so much. Really appreciate, I appreciate it. it. All yeah. right. Take care. Yeah. We'll see, see you. Bye bye.